I doubt if there is any problem, social, political, or economic, that would not melt away before the fire of such a spiritual undertaking. How would you say they're breaking the Hmm. Siamo... Robato, oh, no, it's Romero, something like that. It'll condition I, I don't know. Funny. <laughs> Mr. Robato? Uh, it'd be like Rombero or something. Rombero. I think, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't have Google Translate on me right now. <laughs> um, it was funny. There's, so apparently I didn't know this. This is, so Peter, when you're part of the Imperium, or when you're, at, when you're at the heart of the Imperium, you don't care what your provinces are doing with their local elections. Apparently right. there's an Italian election. On Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. So there have been a lot of political like, rallies and stuff as I've been walking around and seeing what's been going on. And so usually it's a lot of yelling and there's like police sitting there doing whatever, like bored out of their mind smoking. <laughs> um, and but one of them had a like this camera crew going around putting sticking cameras in people's faces with a mic. You know, yeah. being like, oh, Demando, like, what do you think about the, like, blah, 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 blah. I was wondering, like, what's going to happen if they stick the camera in my face? What am I going to do? Yeah. And my thought was, return the papal states to the Pope and then just leave. <laughs> and then just, like, walk. Like, they want to return the papal states to the Pope. Uh, they got my vote. <laughs> walk. Yep. <laughs> just see how they Re- react. Repent and submit to the Pope. <laughs> just <laughs> maybe wait until the next conclave, but like, like yes, like, like I thought about just saying oh. that, just like leaving, just being see how it was just like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. It. <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been pretty uh, fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, so how are things in the eternal city? Are you, uh, um, hmm, I can't complain. Um, yeah, I can't complain. It's, good. um, it's good. It's good so far. Um, language is always kind of a little bit of a, not a barrier. Obviously, it's a barrier. Cur- a li- little bit of a learning curve on mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. It was interesting going, so I've been going into Vatican City every yeah. single day. And there's nothing that makes you feel more pretentious than walking out of the Porto Angelo. You know, this, this is where the Swiss guards are always standing and there's people yeah. walking and there's always tourists like walking by looking like, oh, wow, that's because like everyone can go in St. Peter's Square, just technically Vatican City, it doesn't matter. Everyone can go into St. Peter's, unfortunately, um, <laughs> and do whatever and like gawk okay. and take pictures and whatever. Um, but not everyone can just walk into the Vatican, <laughs> so, right? Into Vatican City. So the first day I go there. And I explain, try to explain in Italian pretty quickly, switch over to English because it's a Swiss guard. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the, the Vatican library. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you have your paperwork? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, go to the guardhouse over there. So I go to the guardhouse where it's not Swiss guards, where it's just like regular Vatican police working. Like the gendarme. Yeah. yeah, something. They wear little like fascist looking hats or something. I'm giving up little weird looking police hats. <laughs> they yep. have bad memories of that in Europe. Apparently, they don't know what's going on there <laughs> in Vatican <laughs> City. Oh, yeah, no, round hat. That'll look great. Yep. <laughs> a little decal on the front. <laughs> but I go there and I try to hand in my paperwork. And they're like, no, 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 passport, passport. I'm like, okay, cool. Take, here, take my passport. So they hold on my passport for the first day there. And I have a little like visitor biblioteca card. Mm-hmm. So right now the Vatican's holding my passport and I have just like this card with a number. 
Oh my gosh. Saying, like this is me and I'm here for the Vatican library. So walk through, kind of give show it to the guards a couple times. Um, fill out all the paperwork, get in, um, and get it set up. And so I'm working away at it for the most time. But now I have my own like regular Vatican library library card. It's yeah. the only library card in the world that will allow you to now cross international boundaries. Cause every single day after that, when I go into the Porto Angelo, I or Porto Angelo. Forget it, angels. Port of the angels. I just like hold up like the, the library card and say, "Yes, scusa, sono qui per la biblioteca." Like, oh yes, this is me up the street. <laughs> Go walk, walk through Vatican City. But you feel pretty pretentious when there's a bunch of other tourists. They're like, "Wow!" And you're just like, "Excuse me, I gotta go. I have business in the Vatican City right now." Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So, cool. if you were to get picked up by, let's say, you know, God forbid something happened and you got picked up by the Italian police right now. Oh, I and they I, so, so, so the first so that day when I came back, I handed them the visitor's card. Oh, and they handed me the passport back. But now I had gotcha. the library card because I filled out all the material. I see. So now when you go there, I see you have your passport and the library card. I got you. No, I don't I even got- have the passport anymore. I just have the library card. You don't have your passport on you right now? Well, I do in my apartment, but I don't when I go to the Vatican Library anymore. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. So I, I just like I just show the library card. I don't even have to show yeah. my passport. <laughs> That's what I uh, at first I thought you meant that uh, the uh, gendarme were still holding on to your passport. Mm-mm. And I was going to be like, oh, that's that would be scary. <laughs> like they're yeah, just holding on to it for like the next week. It's like, great, man. Like <laughs> Vatican bureaucracy. Yeah, just don't lose it. That'd be don't. great. Like that'd be, that'd be awesome, man. Are you going to give me a, are you going to give me a password since I'm Catholic from Vatican City so I can get back to the U.S.? That would be, Thanks. that'd be pretty cool to have a Vatican passport. It would. It, maybe after the next conclave. Yeah. When, it would be when, cool. uh, our good friend, uh, works his way up the ecclesial ladder and we all end up with curial positions. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I actually met with a, a librarian there. He was from, he did his PhD at Notre Dame. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we got, we got, we chatted a little bit, had a mutual con. He actually was uh, classmates with Michael Kelly at Christendom. No way. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's really cool. So this is that connection and someone else. So we had a good conversation about just stuff at the Vatican library. Yeah. And whatnot. And he said, there was one Pope, there were, um, there's this thing called palimpsest. I'm not saying it correctly. Okay. Where it's what it happens is they'll like they'll put another layer on top of the manuscript page and then write over it. Okay. To like reuse it or they'll they'll do something like that. Yeah. And so one of the popes in like the 1700s, um, or like early 1800s, thought it was a good idea. <laughs> Cause they needed to figure out how to like read this stuff. So one of the popes ordered that they should just start dousing some of these manuscripts in acid. Oh. <laughs> and so oh, that no. obviously didn't work. No. Um, and so the next pope <laughs> said, okay, instead like soak it in gelatin. <laughs> And so that didn't work either. And so then, then the Vatican started writing a Madame Curie um, and asked her if they should start shooting radiation at it. <laughs> to guess it's like this is a story he told me <laughs> they, wow. and like so she wasn't available um but a bunch of other scientists that mm-hmm. were into this in paris all told them like no unilaterally <laughs> like, don't do that just <laughs> leave the poor manuscript alone <laughs> like it's not gonna work dude <laughs> i hate to tell you ain't gonna work <laughs> yep oh my gosh ain't gonna work. 
but that's hilarious. Yeah, so it's been it's yeah. been pretty good. Um, the thing yep. that's interesting, but like sort of frustrating, is the Vatican Library. Like most of their manuscripts are available online. So mm-hmm. like anyone like listening to this podcast, all three of them that are left, um, you could go and access a bunch of these manuscripts I've been looking at online. Wow. Um, and sometimes it's easier looking at it online because you can zoom really far in when you're looking at texts that's like the writing is like half a centimeter high yeah you're just like oh my gosh like where's the zoom function oh that's right i don't have a zoom function because it's right in front of me darn it (laughs) but you can also look at the different arrangement how it's bound and stuff and that helps but so that's all being good go ahead not to be conspiratorial but Uh oh can we really trust that they can we really trust that they've actually uploaded the entire manuscript? What if they've taken out things about God having a wife and, you know, these other things that apparently that they do, Peter, that's why you got to go to the sources. Nobody wants to read these manuscripts <laughs> after having <laughs> spent five days, like slaving over them. I can understand why. Gotcha. It's hard. <laughs> Nobody wants yes. to look at this stuff. Yep. Um, I did actually find an error in their catalog though. Oh, there you I was go. Looking Good. at it, and I was like, yep. "Hold on, you're like you're saying Augustine. Part of Augustine's work goes from this folio to this folio." And I'm looking, I'm like, "No, nah, dude. The yeah, prophecy you say that starts on folio like 171 actually starts at like 101." So I'm going to email that librarian and be like, "Hey, man, you got to update your um, update your catalog. It's cr- incorrect." So I might do that. That's um. So- that would be good. Yeah. I mean, that's... Five other people will be happy that I noticed that. But other than that, <laughs> this is me making a difference in the world. So there is a difference between the archives and the library, yep. right? Because they're yeah, yeah. So I'm in the library and the archives yeah. are across the secret archives, quote unquote, are across the way. And I haven't gone there. And your book yep. in your uh, library card couldn't get you in there. It might. It might, okay. but I wouldn't know what to request. That'd be the issue. Right. I would like. I would be like. I don't. I guess a register from like the 13th century, please. Like I don't even know what I'm looking at here. And it would also be, it'd also be different because mm-hmm. when you're looking at manuscripts, you're looking generally at like theological or philosophical or literature or something like yeah. that, right? Um, archives. It's, it's always like it's the same form because it looks like a manuscript. Yeah. Um, but it's generally cartularies, right. which are if you're the Pope and you're writing a letter to a to a I don't know, some bishop or something, what you do is you write in something into your book, your cartulary, right. and then you send the message to him and he gets the letter and he has his scribe copy that into his cartulary yeah. or something. So that's usually how it works. So I wouldn't even know what what I'd be looking. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes more sense. More of a manuscript guy. Yeah. Prophecy guy. But anyway, I went to Sweden before this, all this. Ah. How, how Swe- are things in the north? The Swedes are insane. It's like 40 degrees out and there's people kayaking. <laughs> like it's a bunch Gosh. of, di- they're all doing cardio, they're jogging, they're biking, they're doing kayaking. There are a bunch of domesticated Vikings running around. That's amazing. They're crazy people. Yeah. They're all really I, laid back. All really laid back. They're like, yeah, we kind of like pillaged and raped across Europe for like the past whatever. But we'll 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 take a chill pill now. Yeah. That's the Swedes. I Dang. Guess. You know, it, it is I, I would 
it would be kind of cool to live in a country where that was the culture. I mean, people kind of talk it's, I mean, the U S culture that is so, you know, centered around the nine to five job, it's kind of hard to be like a chill in shape, like, you know, person if you're like yeah that's not your i didn't see a single overweight sweden (laughs) wow yeah they're all in shape see this is how socialized medicine works like if you're all triathletes (laughs) you probably aren't going to have a whole lot of strain on your like healthcare system right well and i also imagine that they like probably eat a lot of fish like freshly caught like Whatever they have up there. I don't know if it's salmon or whatever. Or just like I don't throw know. A hook and line yeah. out of the window. And they're just, I'm sure it's, they eat a pretty clean diet and they yep. work out a lot. They sit in the sauna and they're just, maybe have a little bit of, <laughs> what do they the have? Girl vodka? With the dragon tattoo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do they, uh, what, what, did you have anything to drink in Sweden? Do they do a lot of, no, vodka I just or? did a coffee of some coffee. sort. I forget. I really didn't, I didn't do a good job of actually getting anything nice there. Um, the- although I did see the tomb of Gustavus Adolphus. Ooh, cool. Which yeah. was cool. Like as much as I don't like him, cause he turned the 30 years war against the Habsburgs and kind of like bailed out the Lutheran's ass there. Yep. Still pretty cool to actually see his like, tomb there actually this is a fun story so there's this church it was the oldest church in stockholm so i had a layover in stockholm it was like eight and a half hours so i thought to myself at the risk of missing my connecting flight i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna go into stockholm there's no other reason i'll ever be in stockholm ever again in my life I'm just gonna do it and see what happens visited the embassy also by the way the oh, McDon- cool. i went to mcdonald's the very best big mac i've ever had in my life i don't know what they put on that thing so that was so good though. It was like a good quality burger. I was like, what is going on in Stockholm with their Big Macs? Because this is great. But like McDonald's in foreign countries. I have I told a story about McDonald's in Halifax? No. It was the best McDonald's I've ever had. Really? They're See, giving us the crap McDonald's in in US, Thomas. This is this is bullshit. This is yep. this is this is why globalism has hurt the American people. Yeah. You've taken McDonald's away from the gourmet meal that it is yep. in, in the other countries. They're giving, they're presenting McDonald's as the embassy for the Imperium is presenting its best to the Euros, to the provincials. Yes. And leaving the heart of the empire hungry With, for yeah. good food. This is, this is, this is, this is feeding us poison before and George. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is why the heart is getting hollowed out. Yeah. Who else is going to provide HIMARS for the rest of you know Europe <laughs> if we don't have good McDonald's? And you know you compare that to what the French do. The French don't send us the best champagne, or they, the best brie, or the best brie, or the best. Mo- I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, and the Italians keep all the best Parmesan cheese for themselves. Exactly. exactly. But we give McDonald's sends you know, all the best food. This yeah. is the this is the issue with being the Imperium is that you feel like you have to be gregarious to the provincials. Yep. There it is. That, but, you know, what we, we, <laughs> gosh, I am <laughs> being so imperialistic this episode. You know, I, I can, I can be, that everyone yeah. knows English, especially in Sweden. Yeah. The Swedes yeah. were really good about this. The Italians will generally start yelling at you in Italian until you just like very, like, sorrowfully admit you can't speak very well, good Italian. Right. The Swedes will look at you for some reason, they'll know. And they'll just like start talking to you in English. Yeah. 
and it's just they like, can okay. sense the lack of like Viking blood in you, and they're exactly. like oh. <laughs> something yeah. like that. And they're just like, oh, let's go straight to straight to English, yeah. and then their English is great. And you're like, okay, oh, yeah. like it's. Well, it seems like yeah. The the I've heard the same thing with the Germans that the Germans are like, oh, sorry, my English isn't very good, and they're speaking better English than you are. Like, it's like I mean, I don't know if they speak better English than us, but we speak pretty good. Right. I mean, but it, the Swedes are actually even better than the Germans. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like the Swedes yeah. are even like the Germans will sometimes talk to you in English and stuff, yeah. and usually they can figure it out. They'll get pretty quickly to English. Yeah. The Swedes were even better. In, in huh. Sweden, it was almost like. The second language for the country, as far as I could tell from being there. That's for, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it really does. Yeah. I, but I mean, it is the language of business. It's if you're going to do business internationally, you got to be able to speak English. You know, Americans uh, love their Ikea. So no. Yeah. I, you know, those those meatballs are no joke. They're they're pretty good. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get any. I should have gotten Swedish meatballs. You should have. Yeah. I, I should. I wanted to, you know, pay my homage to the Imperium. <laughs> and i really was like i realized i wasn't going to get any food at the airport and that, right. that i wasn't going to get any food on the airplane and yeah. i was kind of like running late on time like okay i just need food now i can't sit down i just get me my food and i was like boom yep i was like that's good but it was funny so going back to gustavus adolphus he yeah. was buried in this old the oldest like one of the oldest still standing churches in Stockholm, which was obviously like a former catholic monastery it was the yeah. monastery church which has now since been converted into just the place where all the Swedish kings are buried. Okay. So I was sitting there. I was kind of standing up there in the sanctuary, what had been the sanctuary, because the altar's taken out, the place where the monks would have chanted the psalms. That's all taken out. And it was like, it was still in the morning. And I was thinking to myself, man, I still haven't done morning prayer. Nice. So I pulled out my phone and I stood where the monks would have stand stood. And I did morning prayer by myself oh, right there. <laughs> and so that's myself, man. There's some monks in heaven right now. Yes. Some Swedish monks. Yes. Very happy. <laughs> it was like, like this is pretty cool. It that was pretty cool. cool. It, was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was, yep. it was a fun experience. Um, but yeah, seeing Gustavus Adolphus's um, tomb was cool. And the next time I teach Western Civ, because I obviously that comes up when I give a lecture on the 30 years war, I'm going to be like, yep. I saw his tomb. I was like, you got a picture of it, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Great. Very good. Put that in a PowerPoint. Picture. Yep. Yeah. Put it there. But it was um, pretty good. It was fun. Um, what was the, uh, did you go to mass while you were in Sweden? Yeah. So I randomly went into this other church because it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. I want to light myself on fire. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> I'm going to light myself on fire. Yeah. Self-emulation is not, is not the answer. Oh, I don't know. Tell that, tell that to, tell that to the flagellant movements in the 1260s, man. <laughs> they were all about that self-immolation stuff. Well, not lighting themselves on fire, but like, you know. Well, that seems to be a Buddhist thing. I've seen a lot of Buddhist monks do that. Light themselves on fire. Yeah, not maybe thing? not a lot. Maybe it's only like a handful. But they have usually seen them do that, like in protest of like communist Chinese like incursions into Tibet. Uh, didn't, like a few that, moved didn't they do that in Vietnam as well? They may have. Yeah, I think they might have. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, right. something happened in Stockholm, and me and Peter came to a conclusion about it, and I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> I don't want to go back, <laughs> other than to protest. Maybe light myself on fire in front of a church. <laughs> That's all I want to do now. <laughs> in protesting, I was lied to. You assholes lied to me. <laughs> what is it that Pawn Stars where it's like, 
Chumley lied to me. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Those <laughs> bastards lied to those me. Those bastards lied to me. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Man, well, I, you I know, knew, I should have known that wasn't a mask. Damn it! <laughs> well, Tom. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, not to harp on it too much, but in our current climate. I mean, it could have been, it could literally, if it had been like, if it had been society of Jesus at the end of his name, I would have been like, yeah, all yeah. matches, all matches, yep. all matches. But Don't give him any ideas though. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was walking around the Vatican or the St. Peter's today. So it's funny is they have a bunch of confessional booths all over the place, mm-hmm. but they have on the top of it, which different religious order is oh, actually cool. manning that one and i saw like societa like the yezu or something mm-hmm. i was like okay well i guess that one's not going to be less it <laughs> oh, that, or you're not going to get decent advice most likely <laughs> Just, like, keep on yeah. um yeah, yeah go find something. the capuchins or something yeah exactly. gonna be hard. actually it's a uh, padre pius feast day today it is yep yeah. Lord Pronobis. nobody told me about this i was like oh shoot i should have known it shia mm. buff lied he said he was like he said that Padre Pio was like such a big deal. And then like, I didn't see anyone doing any. Huge... Really? Nothing was being done. In I Rome. didn't notice anything. I mean, when I went to the mass um, at um, Santa Maria Sopra Minerva, the Dominican mentioned it, which is cool. And so I was like, okay, cool. Great. But Santa Maria Sopra Minerva, it's a, it's a cool church. I was like that yeah. one. It's the one Gothic church. But mm-hmm. They've been doing renovations for like a year now in their church. And so the front door is closed or it's locked. You can go yeah. in. Actually, no, it's open. You can go in. They have construction barriers up, so you can go in and look. And they have directions of where to get to the actual sanctuary and to the main part of the church. And you have to really run around it. You have to go like around a block at least. And yeah. so, like, it keeps out a lot of tourists, which is kind of nice because it's right by the Pantheon yeah. where all the tourists are hanging out. Um, so I was like, "Oh, cool! This is this is this is great. That's really cool." Yeah. Um, very good. Um, so where do you go next after? So actually, I go to Naples. Oh, okay. Yeah, go to Naples. Yeah. Um, this, that's going to be next week. So what what's happened is since everything like has been digitized, like I don't really have that much work to do at the Vatican. Mm-hmm. There's manuscripts still in Naples that I'm going to go to. Okay. Which we'll see how that goes. I've always been a little intimidated by Naples. I've heard it's that it's... Kind of like the most untourist friendly major city in Italy is what I've kind of heard. It might be. I mean, yeah. my advisor told me, he's like, well, my old, not my current advisor, my old MA advisor. He's like, well, he's like, you're a fine strapping young lad. You're not going to get jumped. Don't worry. Just wear your wallet in your front pocket. I'm like, what in my front pocket? I'm going to wear it like in some like neck band thing. Like yeah. keep it under my shirt for crying out loud. Um, But he's like, yeah, as long as you don't mind a lot of public trash and a little you know, public prostitution, you should be okay. It's like, great. <laughs> this, 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 this helps. <laughs> like this, this makes me feel good. But yeah, uh, went there uh, with his wife and okay. they said it was great and it was fine. Yeah. They ate pizza I'm, like two times a day and I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I'm sure there's really nice parts. I remember watching a Vice documentary on Naples and like, from what I understand, they, like they were following some like counter- it not i mean in the u.s you call them like counter cartel guys or counter gang cops but yeah. like these are like counter mafioso cops uh-huh was it the carbonieri were, well like it was carbonieri or like the 
or more like, but it was like even within them it was something specific within them like they were like wow. plain clothes oh like, wow special like what they like I, what i remember from that documentary is like they would roll up real fast on motorcycles and like like and like grab like pimps and like drug dealers and stuff in the streets and they just bomb around on their vespas and like just like clean clean things wow. up yeah but it's, it kind of looked like it was a like a new orleans sort of really? vibe like just stuff was and now this is obviously in the rougher areas i'm sure i don't know like where you'll be but i probably I think, it was like i went on good like airbnb in like rough areas in naples click click this is where i want to be i, I want to be where the mafia <laughs> would be, is running would be at the action man would be at the action <laughs> <laughs> um give me but, a no, okay that sounds good yeah definitely you'll, it. you'll be able to get some awesome pizza i'm sure there's yeah. you know that's the birthplace of like the you know really good stuff i really and, didn't uh, know that cool. i think so i think naples is kind of where they did or at least one style of pizza and then okay uh yeah there's a really yeah i would definitely check out where you can get good pizza because i think they have some of the best um that's cool and uh cool and then uh so these elections are these national elections that are going down yeah. like are, yeah okay. so so it seems like there's gonna be a like a right coalition that's gonna form like you're gonna yes, be safe like, while you're there or are you gonna you know i mean so here's the funny thing i was talking to an italian friend about this and yeah. she was saying that italy has this rule that as of so their elections are on sundays which are on the weekends okay. it's a terrible yep. idea you should always put them on a tuesday so that nobody wants to to do this right this is yep. the way democracy thrives is by not having a lot of participation <laughs> yes right <laughs> like part of me is like what is it like it's like i uh, never mind um but anyway <laughs> it's like yes we just keep it on tuesday so like if you actually care to vote you're gonna do it like we yeah. don't want the riffraff voting um this is the way democracies can you know filter shall we say yes. right um, but anyway so their elections on sunday but on Saturday, so like to, as of at like midnight tonight, there's silence. So you cannot hold any more political rallies. So Saturday, okay. you can't hold any more political rallies. But like, of course, everyone's going to be on social media screaming yeah. about it. Um, but as far as and they actually you can't do any polls like about two weeks before the election either. OK, so there, we're outside of the polling window and it seems like the right movements the La Liga um, and the Brotherhood of Italy were doing like remarkably well. So we'll see. I still remember when I was in Rome in 2013, I got accidentally came into a communist rally at the Piazza yeah. del Popolo, and I was like, oh, hey there. I'm seeing a lot of hammer and sickles here, and I'm accidentally wearing red shit. Hello, comrade. <laughs> Hello, comrade. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh. so uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I'll be like, which way are we throwing the bottles? <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I'm an American. <laughs> yeah. You guys all should just become a, you know, forget all these votings. Just become a vassal of the United States. You yeah. know, that's all that just, matters. Just, just, let's just admit what's already pressed. <laughs> yes. If you need the U.S. to protect you militarily from Russia, then you were, you kind of are already in vassal. Yeah. You know, we're, it's really just through our. We're fun. I mean, Come on. We're fun. Yeah. We're fun. You know, we'll just, the, uh, I mean, we're we're being very imperialistic at this point, but it's like you know, it's only through our magnanimity a little, yeah, fantastic. But it's only through our magnanimity that we don't impose more of our will, like just blatantly on some of these countries. It's like 
you yeah. know, I mean, you could probably- I know we have at least one Air Force base in, in Italy, you know, like in Naples. Maybe I should go over there. Hang yeah. Be like, there's no Italian military bases in the U.S. It's not like that's a good way of putting it. Do you see any <laughs> Italian? Mili- and they're just like every Olive Garden is actually a secret, like <laughs> <laughs> Italian government op base or something. <laughs> Oh, Little man. did you know, Peter. <laughs> yep. But oh man, yeah. Well, so we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm curious, but yeah, no, that that should be interesting. Um, oh, I told you this before, but so Father Catania, who we had on the podcast, is saying uh, divine worship or whatever they call it in the yeah. here in town today, and it's tonight, and. I'm probably not going to be able to make it to Eden song, but I kind of want to try and make it to the actual uh, um, liturgy. You um, should say hi. Yeah, well, my say hi. And then he's also doing a why the ordinary at at six thirty. He's giving a little talk. It's a cool idea. You should do it. Yeah. Say hey. Be like plug our podcast. Yeah. Not after everything just happened, but yeah. But so, well, as uh, has. Your uh, bishop in Tennessee done anything about the Latin Mass yet? Nope. As far as I know, he's just kind of let it chill. Yeah, we Richmond's also been like, it's chill. So just let yeah. it go. Yep, let it go. Don't seem to care what Papa Frank does. Just nope, like, let it go. You know, I mean, it they're, like obviously obedience, but it's also kind of like, how can you be a bishop and like watch what's going down with the Belgians and the Germans? And yeah, like. I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to be responsible for your own soul at the end of the day, but it's like, like, what are we doing here? Is kind of like, I'm sure it's got to be yeah. the question on some people's minds. Is it's this like, what we're worrying about right now? Yeah. Because the schism is developing in the Catholic Church. Yep. Of like two, like one massive country and then one country that used to be super influential, but it's not quite anymore. Um, the Belgians were, they were kind of messed up what they did in Africa. Have you ever read about King Leopold and all that? No, it was it was bad. The, the Belgians were they they do not get enough of a bad rap about you know colonialism really? because they ended up falling off the you know falling off a bit. But the stuff they did in Congo was some of the worst stuff that I, that you'll read about. It was, really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't the rub like the rubber. Uh, they would they were big on like the rubber trade, and Leopold was an absolute. Uh, tyrant and the stuff he would order his guys to do and stuff was really bad so yep yep well Europeans were better I don't know just like blah yeah I gotta say blah blah all of them. what kind of wine are you drinking I am drinking actually Sicilian wine right now perfect very good Guardo Nero de Apola Siciliano uh, grapes of passion i guess passionate frustration with the euros <laughs> that's, that's what it is right now all right speaking of that we should just we should buzz out but all right i'll have talk. more update on naples and then i'm going to go for no, farther north away from away from all the craziness in the south Give sounds good okay cool all right cheers ciao
That would be so funny. 